Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. You might think you have an open mind when it comes to dating. You see someone with potential, they check off a lot of the qualities you're looking for. Like, okay, he has a good job, check. No kids, check. Good height, good looking, physically attractive, check. But then you go out on the date and as you are checking the list and checking it twice just to see if he's naughty or nice, it happens. He failed the test. Why? Because he didn't ask much about you during the date. And so you think to yourself, hell no, I'm not going to date another narcissist again. So you pass. But the truth was that on the date, from his perspective, you were so busy checking off your list and firing questions at him that he didn't even feel that you were comfortable talking about yourself or even know how to get a word in edgewise. So he didn't even know what to ask you. And in fact, he saw you as quiet, guarded, and did not feel the chemistry. In the end, you may think that the perfect person is out there. And if you're patient, you're persistent enough, you know your, your stuff. So, you know, what's the point of getting to know someone who doesn't meet all of your requirements in a partner? But holding fast to the list of requirements with qualities that any partner of yours must possess might be the very thing that is preventing you from getting close to someone and finding love. Now, it's important to know what you're looking for. I I absolutely believe in that and to find the right partner for you. But if you adhere too much to your quote unquote lists, when it comes to filtering your dates from the okay, maybe to the no pile, you are losing focusing on the present and connecting with that person. So instead of considering someone on the basis of what you think is the most important to you in a relationship like financial success or love of poetry, blah, 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 consider how you would feel when you're with them. How do you want to feel in the relationship? Superficial preferences should not be deal breakers. They don't determine how someone will treat you in the long term or how you communicate with each other in a relationship. I just got through coaching someone who fit this archetype of what I call the list lady. And if you don't know my dating archetypes and what they are, definitely check out my previous episode where I go through all of them. And I also have a special quiz and a really cool audio course for those of you who want to really get a handle on things. But back to my list lady. So in the beginning of working together, she was so busy checking her list and putting focus on the men that she never progressed on dates. And even with men she was interested in, and she often got the feedback from the guys that she was hard to read, and she admitted not really sharing much about herself in fear of them, A, not being interested, or B, she didn't want to get hurt because she had been hurt before. So her vetting process was literally backfiring on her. 
Overall, men had a really hard time feeling or reading her because she never really let go and let them into her heart. And conversely, if there was a guy she was highly attracted to, she would overlook the signs or red flags because she so desperately wanted things to work out. The focus were on the all the wrong things. And I actually have this woman on my audio series, which I'll talk about at the end. And you hear me coaching her live to change these habits. Now, today I have a treat for you with the Coaching with Kimmy episode. I have someone who is a single mom and she has a young child and she's on the quest to find her ideal mate after a long toxic marriage. She knows some red flags to look for and she'll walk away from that, but is her list the very thing that's preventing her from finding the one? I'm not sure. I just have some suspicions. (laughs) So I hope to help her find out. Welcome, Emily. Are you there? Yes. Hi, Kimmy. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. It's so good to have you on because you've been a podcast listener, right? Yes. So that's how we connected. And you and I have not spoken before. So this will be really good to just, you know, kind of flush this out. Um, So anyway, tell me more about you and what your dating journey has been so far. Um, Well, I'm 35. Uh, My divorce was just final earlier this year. Um, I work full time as an account manager. So I feel like my life um, is going well in all directions except for my love life. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> um, and I have a two year old son and mm. just starting to get back into dating. And I just want to do it right. I want to be smart. Um, I want to protect myself and of course, protect my son and, you know, just figure out how to navigate this situation that I never expected to be in at 35. Uh, Yeah. And you and I were talking a little bit before you came on. I so know this journey and where you're at. And I, and so besides being a young mom with a small child, like what has been some challenges so far with dating for you? Um, I haven't dated much, but the two guys that I've been out with, one wasn't really what I expected. Uh, we kind of texted extensively prior to meeting, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was fun, but just some things threw me off, like the way he looked in real life compared to his pictures and even the sound of his voice. I didn't like, (laughs) so that was, I was really disappointed. Um, Uh And then another man I went out with, we didn't communicate much prior to the date and he was very negative and we are not at all aligned politically Mm. in a way that uh, is a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. So those have been some challenges and really just trying to figure out I'm on one app. Do I you know, what else should I be doing? I mean, I know it's going to take some time and energy. So I'm just trying to figure out the lay of the land and then what direction is going to work best for me. Right. Like you're trying to map out a plan. Yes. Right. And so you, it sounds like you have some, some things on your list 
right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> what have you, and I, I just, and I'm curious, like, are, have you kind of navigated life like this? Like, are you, you know, somebody who like achieves a lot, a high achiever and like you, you like to, you know, have a plan and analyze things and that kind of thing. Is that like your nature? Yes. So for example, I started a spreadsheet once I joined this dating app, the league. (laughs) So I'm tracking Uh all of my matches, their age, height. Um, and then if we message just kind of how that goes, you know, if I let Mm -hmm. it drop off or if you let it, it drop off. And then if we talk on the phone, how that goes. And then if we meet in person, (laughs) So I'm looking for trends. So yes, to answer your question, yes, <laughs> I like a list. I like a plan. I like a spreadsheet. Right. And how is all that working for you? Well, the fact that I've met a couple guys and gone out, mm-hmm. that has been my just initial goal. Okay. okay. So that goal has been achieved, but I don't really know what's next. Do I just keep doing this or right. do I cast a wider net? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah. where I am right now. Well, and you know, give yourself a break. I mean, you're you're a you're a new kid on the block, so to speak, yes. right? Like you're trying to figure it out. It's like I often equate this to going back to school, right? Like you're you're starting from preschool again. So you know, number one, don't expect to be in the PhD program right now. Just so you know, like I know you want to be, but. <laughs> you know, being, you know, the, the achiever that you might normally be in life. Um, and so it, it's kind of like learning how to be on the playground and chasing a bunch of boys and knowing what to do and trying to like navigate that whole arena, so to speak. That's so that, definitely what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it should, it should. But sometimes when you're used to being, you know, the list lady and having a plan and needing to know what's next, sometimes it's hard to just be. Mm-hmm. Does that resonate with you? Yes. So that's what I want to know a little more about you. Cause I, I don't know, like, you know, really about your history before. Like, if you don't mind sharing a little about your marriage and like previous relationships, like what, what has happened in the past? Um, so apparently I get involved with addicts. So I uh, think that there's been two, uh, but actually back to back and I didn't see, you know, the second one being my husband or ex-husband, I didn't realize how similar he was to the previous boyfriend when I thought, oh, this guy's so great. Mm. Uh, But it's interesting how as the years passed, I realized, oh, he turned into that person or, you know, maybe they were the same from the beginning. So I tend to be a person of action, as you can tell. Mm -hmm. And if something's not working, I just need to figure out a different way to approach the problem and just keep trying where in both of these significant relationships, I should have just chosen myself and realized, oh, this isn't working for me. I'm the problem solver. And this person, 
you know, is just kind of taking a back seat while I'm trying to fix everything. Oh, that's good awareness that you see that. Um, where's that come from? Has that been something you've always done? I think I've just always been very positive, wear my rose colored glasses, just try to be a helper. Um, I mean, I think the result of, you know, these relationships has been my naivete Mm. and uh, yeah. And just, and not putting my needs where I should have uh, just in terms of priority. Right. Meaning your needs, your feelings, paying attention right. to you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have you always been kind of like the caretaker growing up and like with friendships and in your family, that kind of thing? I've always been kind of like the social director, kind of the leader. Ah. Uh, More than maybe a caretaker per se. Uh-huh. But Got just, it. you know, if I want something, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, it, was that like an expectation that was put on you, like by your parents? Or where's that coming from? No, it wasn't put on me from my parents. But I grew up in probably a lower middle class, working class family. Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents sacrificed everything to send me to private school. So I was on the very low socioeconomic uh, side of the spectrum in my school. So I thought I was poor, (laughs) which, oh wow, you know, from my narrow perspective, right? So I thought I have to work really hard, you know, harder than the people around me. And I want to better my life and, you know, have a career and move out of my town. So I did all those things and it has led to, you know, good results, like a good career, good financial situation, Mm -hmm. but has not worked out with my approach to relationships. Right. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Clearly. Clearly. But you know, that makes sense too. Um, and, and obviously if we had time, we'd probably dig a little deeper in what that means, but it seems like a lot of your confidence grew from that, you know, knowing that if you worked hard, you would get a certain result and then you would be rewarded for it. Yes. So that makes sense that if you didn't know how to do that in love, that you would approach it the same way. Well, you know, you you find something, you go after it, and if it's not working, you'll make it work because that's normally what happens. Yes. And I've been one to like chase guys. So yeah, I've definitely applied this Uh, in the relationship side of my life. uh Uh-huh. So Tell me more about that, because that that's an important thing that you just said. Normally, you chase guys. What do you mean? Um, so if there was someone that I was interested in, I wouldn't be shy about it. I would make it known. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of an example. I just, I was never, you know, shy to ask someone out or just approach someone if I knew them or not. Uh, so you kind of go after it like you do yeah. like a project, right? Like, okay. <laughs> like a project. 
So yeah. I ended up with a project. <laughs> exactly. Uh, absolutely. And so you go in like, like it's um, something you need to, to tackle and work on and you approach it and then you go full speed ahead. Yes. Mm, okay. How are you with flirting? I think I'm decent with it. I've mm-hmm. been out of practice, but mm-hmm. I think just with my uh, messaging and texting with these few guys, I think, I, and I'm trying to be aware of, you know, being more feminine, being, you yeah. know, receiving from the masculine. Right. So I think I'm okay with it. And I think that's why it's led to, you know, talking off of the app with a few guys and then, you know, these two that asked me out. Mm Mm-hmm. Good. That's really good. So, like, you're starting to kind of crack your own code. I think you're on to something there. Like, you know, it. there's an energetic thing with what you used to do and now moving forward, what I want you to do. And that is, you know, definitely like learning how to receive and be in your feminine and letting men come to you rather than you chasing it, checking off your list and then fixing something. Yes. I'm working on all that. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a lot. What was the pause about? Were you thinking? Um, yeah, because what you said, I mean, it's spot on. I know that I I need to be in this receptive feminine energy because in my life, you know, I'm used to running the show. I'm, you know, manage a territory with Mm -hmm. my job. I mean, I, I'm uh, the sole custodial parent of my two-year-old. We also have two dogs and, you know, just running my house. So, I'm I'm definitely in the masculine energy just because I have to be, I think, to keep all the balls in the air. So I know that I have to be in that feminine and I'm trying to get into the mindset to be a vessel to receive. Yeah. Not easy to do when you're so used to, you know, going after stuff, you know, it's like, it in theory you probably it sounds like you get it but then i it sounds like you're trying to figure out well how how does that play out you know like what do i do to get that yes so even in regards to being on this dating app mm-hmm. i'm very inclined to send the first message mm. and then if someone doesn't reply that's fine but mm-hmm. i don't know if that's relevant to that. Or it is. I- oh, it absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And well, I, I want to, oh gosh, I, I want to see your dating app so badly. We'll, we'll do that later maybe. Um, cause the, yeah, like really taking a look at your approach and your conversations and energetically, like how you're even starting it, you know? And so getting used to, you know, letting guys, kind of earn you more, you know, rather than trying to control the outcome. Mm-hmm. Because I I hear a little bit, you know, anytime, and it's so true what you said, you know, when you're a mom, especially mom of a young one, you have to have a sense of structure and order and control. 
And it sounds like this control piece has been something that has helped you in some aspects of your life. I mean, even just like growing up and listening a little bit to your story, it's like relinquishing some of that control. I guess I wanted to know, does that scare you? A little. What about it's scary? Um, I think where, you know, I do have some fear is, am I, you know, if I give up control, then am I just going to lose out? Am I just, you know, going to disappear <laughs> into the others if I'm not actively mm. doing something or working towards something? Because that's just what's so familiar to me and what has brought success in other parts of my life. Right. But you already said that this isn't working in this part. Yes. <laughs> so here's here's the conundrum and the tug of war that you're having that's almost ironic. The very thing that you're fearing, you already are creating. Oh, wow. Think about that. Yeah. No, it's, it is true. Your need to control by by doing your checklist and your spreadsheets and focusing on which apps and da, 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 all these other things, rather than the things that you should be really focusing on actually are causing you to lose opportunity. The, the thing that you're, you just said that you're fearing. Okay. So <laughs> you're like, what do I do about it? Yeah. Um, so then what? <laughs> now what? Now what? So here I am. I'm going to put my cape on. And obviously, we're not going to crack this whole code, but I hope to give you a different, at least, perspective and a couple approaches and a mindset that you can work with. Okay. So knowing that what you're doing, you're you're already creating the fears that you have. That's like the mindset switch I want you to think about is that. By letting go and relinquishing some of that control is going to help you be more in the moment, more in your feelings, and paying attention to connecting rather than the control of the external stuff that you're focusing on now. Okay. Okay. And so with that, what I recommend... I mean, it's okay. I, I was kind of, I, we were all probably laughing when you said about the spreadsheet, but the truth be told, there's apps now to keep track of some of this stuff too. So you're not, you're obviously not the only one and that's okay. But you know, really what should be more on your checklist is to think of about how you can connect with as many guys as you can without pre-qualifying them. Like I, I would have you challenge yourself to not even look at some of these pre-qualifications that you're focusing on and almost like make it a game for yourself to see if you can let your guard down a little bit and actually play with them. Like have a bunch of play dates is what I'm saying. Hmm, <laughs> and, okay. And don't worry so much about the outcome because, you know, when you're in that need of control, you're being attached to the outcome. Mm -hmm. 
like, right. Like, you, you know, I, I don't know, like what, what are you protecting yourself from? Like, what is, what is that about? Uh, well, I just have a huge fear that I could be in this situation again, or I could uh. really get blindsided. And if I was in a serious relationship or another mm -hmm. marriage, that now my son is at the age that he would be affected by a divorce or, you know, something of that magnitude. So I feel like I have to protect myself and even more importantly, I have to protect him from going through anything that might be, you know, something traumatic in his young life. Ah, uh, okay. That's huge. What you just said. I think that is your armor. It's that, that right there is your love shield and, and rightfully so. I mean, th there are things you need to think about, but I guess, my question to you is why are you approaching dating right now, especially in this, like you're, you're, remember you're in preschool. Why are you approaching all these guys like you're going to marry them? Like you're dating, like, like with filters on like a relationship. And I guess mm -hmm. what I'm saying is what if you let that go? That's part of the letting go. And just learn how to play again. And this time, instead of shape-shifting and conforming into what they want and fixing the problem or fixing them, really pay attention to how you feel in the process. And maybe that's just the only thing you work on right now flirting, playing, having fun, taking care of your little one. You have a demanding job right now. You have a full-time job. You have, you're a mom. I mean, what if this was just all play? Cause that's how, honestly, like as you're describing it, that sounds exhausting. Like that must be really exhausting to, to go through every date thinking like that. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> what are you thinking about? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely attached to an outcome of I I want to experience a great marriage. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I feel in a little bit, <laughs> I feel in a way, you know, I got, you know, gypped. Like, mm. I gave so much and then this person was unfaithful to a very large degree and just did not hold up his side of the bargain in many, many ways. So I do want that for myself. I want a great relationship. I want a great marriage. So, I mean, I do feel like that's what's at stake. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that's why I'm, I have taken a serious approach to this, even though it's, I have had fun with the flirting and the messaging and one of the two dates was, was fun. <laughs> But that's my underlying, you know, kind of what's at stake. I could get hurt, yeah. my son could get hurt, and I could not do this right and then not ever experience great love. Yeah. No, and it, you know, it's it's really like that's a powerful thing you just said and and it's um it's hard when you've been hurt 
like that, you know, cause you don't want it. Here's the thing. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. And again, I don't know all your history, but think about how you grew up and you came from what you thought was adversity. Remember you were saying like, you know, and, and you, you overcame it by tackling it and achieved and you were successful, right? Yes. This, this, what you just said is kind of simulating that. You just Mm. came from adversity from a marriage. And so your mindset is going there. Nope. I'm going to show, no, I'm, I'm going to get it right this time. And there's a lot of anger too, because you feel robbed from in, in some ways, you know, so this time you're, you're going to be even more successful. Right. And, and, and you will, but you know, what I always tell people is that, you know, that soulmate and that thing you're searching for, you'll find it, but that's a marathon. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, race to the finish line in a marathon. You have to exercise, right. And pace it out. And because if you just race to the finish line, you'll get hurt. And so I guess that's what I'm saying to you is take time to build that muscle and, and this time paying attention to things that are different this time around so that you can get it right. Mm-hmm. And have fun in the process. Yes. <laughs> and then it won't feel so like hard and because exa- that, that's exhausting. The, the, the checklist and that, that focus of that huge outcome that, I mean, and then when you have, here's, and here's the biggest blow is that with each date that doesn't work out, it's an even harder hit because your expectations are so high mm-hmm. rather than going in and be like, okay, well, that didn't work. That was kind of fun. What did I learn? Okay, next. I mean, my God, Emily, you've only had what, two dates and you're already like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? Like, give yourself a break. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I need to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving you permission. Like, so here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to just, first of all, date up a storm. Don't worry about your list. All I want you doing is practicing two C words, and that is getting curious and really trying to connect with that person. And then every time you have a date, I want you to go home and journal how you felt on that date. Not how he was and if he was this and that and the checklist of him. No, I want you paying attention to you this time. Did he listen to you? Did he, did he care about what you were talking about? Are you sharing things with these guys? Are you having fun? Are you laughing together? How did it feel? That, and that's it. You know, it's like those baby steps. And as, as you focus on that, it'll become much more lighter and fun. And then you have more energy to focus on things like your kids and, and your job. And then once you feel more confident with that, then you take it to the next step. Because honestly, I could, I could recommend a zillion apps to you right now, a zillion matchmakers, a zillion spreadsheets, but that's, that's all busy work and things that help you feel in control, mm-hmm. but that's not the focus. I want you practicing on one app and a bunch of guys and that's it. 
Okay. How does that feel? Yeah, that feels good. That feels, uh, it gives me a sense of relief. Good. (laughs) I mean, I feel like relief for you. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it sounds very manageable. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have, you don't have to get it perfect and right and fix everything. Like it's almost like getting a little selfish right now and pulling in and just really taking care of yourself and having fun in the process. You're just stepping your big toe in the waters. Enjoy it. Get used to the waters. There's plenty of time. I know it feels like you want to like get that corrective experience going already and get to the husband and say, okay, I made it. (laughs) I got it. I totally got it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. But in the scheme of things, you, you actually, you have your whole life ahead of you. You're young, you're beautiful. You have all that, like you said, you have all this stuff in your life. Take your time so that you can really enjoy it and attract the, the right person for you this time around. Yeah, I like that. I mean, the outcome, it's, it's important to me to have a quality outcome more than there you go. the timing uh, the list, I guess. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just to do it right and to be with that right person. I mean, ultimately that is what I want. Right. And here's the thing. Cause I mean, you told me a little bit about, you know, your situation and I know that when you're, when you're in a, I'll just say, I'll call it a lopsided you know, uh, relationship when the focus is all on him, that, that is the very thing that you should start cracking the code on for yourself in order to get it right. And, and the way you do that is by expressing yourself and sharing your needs and having fun and being light and be in that space of receiving and see who shows up for you. That's what you should be attending. Uh, you know, really paying attention to and not trying to fix the guy so that he finally does it. Mm -hmm. In these beginning stages, you know, I always say, if you want to change the story, you got to go back to the beginning of the story and change the script. And this is your opportunity. I like it. Good. I like it for you. I'm really excited for you, by the way. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Any parting words and just, you know, feelings as, as you're thinking about it all? Um, I mean, I think you read me like a book. I think all of this is spot on. And um, I've actually been in the Al-Anon program and that has helped me oh. to put more of the focus on myself. Good. That this is very much in alignment with that. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the signs loud and clear that that's Mm -hmm. my path. Yeah. And, and I hope you, I hope you see it as an exciting one too, because you have the whole world ahead of you and, and you have time, like just breathe, breathe into it. You, you have all the time you really do. And when you take that time and you be in that receiving mode and because think about it, that masculine energy and that need to be in control in the checklist, there's a, there's a speed to that. You know, it's like, like you're plowing through stuff. And 
it, the, this energy that I'm talking about is a lot slower. So just, just slow down, enjoy really. And, and I think in that process, you'll, you'll get to see a lot more too, when you slow down. Okay. All right. Well, Emily, you're awesome. And we're definitely talking after this. So I have so many ideas for you. <laughs> okay. I'm so, so excited. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank you again. And this has been the Charisma Quotient, y'all. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And okay, here's the thing. If you want to know if you're the list lady or maybe another dating archetype, I am providing that quiz at the end of this show. You'll see it in the show notes. And then you can take the quiz and find out exactly what you are. And if you want to take it one step further and hear more about how I helped my client crack the code of her list lady, you got to check out the brand new audio course. You ready for the name of this? It's called This May Be Why You Suck at Dating, where I will help you learn how to get out of your head and into his bed. And this course you're going to love because it's filled with juicy audio only episodes, which you can access right here and listen as you do all my podcasts. Super cool. You can do it on the go. You'll get all the recordings and also it comes with exclusive workbooks and guides and a whole lot more. So if you have ever thought, I wish I knew what I was doing wrong after failed dating experiences, you'll definitely want to get this for sure. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.